With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome, everyone. This is View from the Rafters. Today, we're bringing in a man who hails from basketball country. Life is funny. Okay. Oh, good one. Don't go there. Not yet. What will we talk about in our podcast? The Bus One Boys. This is a crazy story. Not actor. Is a basketball player. The crazy thing to me is like where you came from. Yeah, we're all older than we think we are. Always go bleed green, baby. What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in for another episode of View from the Rafters. I'm your host, Mark D'Amico, and today we're sitting down with 14-year NBA vet Danilo Gallinari. It's myself and Sean Grandy talking to him about his path of getting over here to the NBA and what he had to go through growing up. And remember, he grew up in Italy. This is an Italian guy. He's growing up in a country that's predominantly a soccer country, a Formula One country. So as a 14, 15, 16-year-old, he had to figure out how he could carve out his path to eventually become a top 10 draft pick back in 2008 by the New York Knicks. He's got some crazy stories, not only from when he was growing up, but also of when he first got over here to the U.S. and what he was kind of learning about the ongoings of being inside the NBA. So uh, every Wednesday, we're going to be dropping our video version of the podcast on the YouTube page, the Celtics YouTube page. And every Tuesday, we'll be coming out with the audio version of the podcast. So make sure you tune in each week. Make sure you rate, subscribe, and review. We appreciate you for giving us a listen and a watch. And now, without further ado, enjoy the conversation with Danilo Gallinari. So today, we've got the GOAT of Italian basketball, Danilo Gallinari. Um, What does that sound like to you, man? I mean, could you ever have dreamt growing up that you would wind up being the GOAT coming out of your home country? I mean, I, I'll let you say it. I don't like... <laughs> I did say it. it. Stamp it. <laughs> uh, I don't like to say it, but I really appreciate it. And of course, is uh, you know, is uh, when I think about it, it's something that, uh, you know, honors me, something that I'm that I'm proud of if I am. Uh, you are. Uh, but... I love the humble side, but uh, you are. There's no question. But it is great. You know, it's something that uh, you work on, uh, you work for every day. Uh, and while, once you get to a certain age, um, you are dreaming about it, hoping to be that guy. Um, and, you know, uh, if if somebody thinks, even if I made somebody think uh, that I am, uh, I think is uh, I reached the goal. The crazy thing to me, though, is like where you came from, right? I mean, I know you're in the outskirts of Milan where you grew up and where you were born, but can you give some context to the listeners of just how small the town was that you grew yeah. up in? I grew up in a town called uh, Grafignana, which is uh, 2,500 people. Uh, we all know each other. Uh, I grew up in a, in a farm that is in, right outside this little town. One of the uh, biggest farms, though, in the area, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah probably, yeah, one of the biggest ones. My families, yeah, there are different families in the farm. My family is the biggest one. Uh, and it was honestly amazing. Uh, and it was, uh, you know, such an amazing time that I left home early because I started living by myself at 14 years old, an hour away from the farm, from the town, little town. 
and so now every time I come back, I want I just want to spend time in the farm, spend time with the family by by myself or with them. Uh, because of the feelings that that I remember and that I had when I was, you know, growing up in that house, uh, and you know, I grew up with the, this basket that my my dad built in the in the yard, the backyard of, of the house, and uh, just me, the basket, and my dad, my mom, uh, and me and my dad playing uh, a lot of basketball. Uh, my my cousin is is actually plays in the Italian. He's a professional. He plays in the Italian league uh, now, and we is three years older than me, so we used to play against each other. Uh, and so that was my uh, youth right there. How many other kids that you were around shared this dream of yours? <laughs> because in the late nineties in Italy. Kids are growing up wanting to play soccer, wanting to drive Formula One, wanting to, you know, do the things that they have seen other Italian sports heroes do. They still do. Yeah. <laughs> they still do. But some of them now, because because of the Italian players that we had in the NBA in the last 10, 15 years, uh, and maybe because of me too, they want to play basketball. And that's that's another goal, another thing that um, I'm proud of when I, when I think about it, because like you said, growing up in a soccer country or formula one country where uh, you know everybody thinks about soccer and knows about soccer wakes up and goes on the streets and plays soccer it's just soccer uh but if somebody wakes up and think that basketball is there and maybe they can play basketball for a couple of hours that day not just soccer uh i made it life is funny in a lot of ways and the circular nature of things for people who don't know your story if you could have chosen one man to be your coach when you get to the NBA, to ease your transition out of the hundreds of millions of men in the world to choose, it is remarkable to me when you think about, again, how life works, that someone your father played with, this is in this global world, which we think is so big, it's not as big as it seems, is it? It's a, it's a crazy story. Not just that, they, were, they played together nine years. They were roommates for a lot of years. Uh, I'm talking and, about Mike D'Antoni, by the way, for those yeah, who don't know. And then, you know, get drafted by, by the Knicks and I go and play for Mike. Uh, is It was an amazing story. Um, and so it was even uh, better when my third season, the Knicks, they set up the training camp overseas and we spent four days in Milan and four days in Paris. And we played against Milan, the team that I played for, uh, that my dad played for. It was just, you know, the, the beginning and the end of this amazing, you know, story. Um, and, and you know, like I said, I couldn't uh, even write a, a perfect story like that. Because it is so difficult. You committed a time, players were coming from Europe, but not necessarily having the success that people thought they would. This is the Darko Milicic era. It's the Skidishvili era where high guys are coming in as high draft picks. It's not happening. And there's two elements to it. And I want to talk about Mike D'Antoni for a second. And then there's going to be a preseason game against the Celtics. I'm dying to know. I've always wondered if you remember. But first, Mike, not only as a coach and someone you knew, but someone who had played overseas and gone through this exact transition. And I can't imagine anyone better. Just forget the fact that you knew him, his background, and blazing a trail that had not been walked by a lot of people. He had done it. Uh, he, was, he was great. Like you said, he was great for me because... Uh, first of all, sometimes we're talking Italian, and I I tell Mike I did it for him too because he lost a little bit of that perfect <laughs> Italian he used to have when he was in Italy. So um, it was great to speak in Italian with him, but also he helped me so much in the transition. You know, he's, he played there. He knows what it takes to be an NBA player and from Europe to be uh, a player, an important player, and a key player in the NBA. And so it was huge for me um, and he made the transition so much easier uh, because like you said back in you know it's, it's crazy to say back in the days but yes it was like yeah, 50, yeah we're all older years. than we think we are <laughs> uh, but he wasn't he wasn't the same situation like it is right now like we are so many international players right now and the game has become so global but it wasn't like that like you said back then and you mentioned some names that they were you know I play with Darko uh, in New York and you were you know number one two three draft mm -hmm. picks and then they don't have the career that you would expect or they expect and so 
I I think it was even tougher to be a European player to come and you know uh, establish yourself uh, and and making sure that what happened to them doesn't happen to you, doesn't happen to me. And so it was it was tough. But you know those those moments are made for great players, and so here's where I thought, yo, you cha- the, Mark, you're coming. You came in in 08, right? You yep. came in oh, in 08. Yep. So you come in, Dillo as a rookie in 08. The Celtics had just won the championship, and this is what I want to get to about sort of a changing mindset about younger players. I've been working with Cedric Maxwell. We've been doing the games together forever and ever. Talk about being older than you think you are. In the preseason, you played against the Celtics, as this is going to be one of your first games ever. And we both commented as it's happening, here's a 20-year-old kid. And there was a sense, all the players we've already talked about, high skill level. And your skill level, we knew what it was. But there was almost an attitude of not getting pushed around. And that team, Kevin Garnett, and those guys, they love to... They love to talk, and they love to push kids that around. That's what they did. And what I remember more than anything, and Max and I still talk about it to this day, whenever your name comes up, was you walked in there as a 20-year-old kid, and you pushed right back. Do you remember playing against this that Celtics team and some of the veterans that like to intimidate when you first came? I remember a couple of moments with KG. Yep. Uh, but... Can we can we talk about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Language words. <laughs> I remember one we G rated. We played. <laughs> you learned some new words. We played. Uh, we played. Uh, I remember we played at home uh, in New York against the Celtics, and we are walk. They call a foul or something. We walking back. We are at half court. Me and KG, and KG to an elbow me, and I just threw an elbow back, and I told him you're doing it to the wrong guy, and from that moment, I'm honest. I, I had a. You know, always played against each other. He's a great player. I always liked him. Uh, and from that moment, honestly, with KG, even if we played against each other, it was always great between me and him. Uh, it was which, like you which, earned the respect well, because you pushed yeah, back. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I think maybe we can ask him now, but I think that I earned his respect. Um, and and every time we played against each other, even if, you know, for after he went back, he went away from the Southeast Minnesota and stuff, um, it was always great to play against him, and and I I honestly could feel that he respected me, uh, and it was of course a mutual respect. Of course, he's one of the best. So, um, but that's something that uh, I always had in my nature. Um, I I it was it was since I was a little kid, uh, and so because I always I was always playing against people that were older than me. When I signed my first contract, I was sixteen. I was playing with thirty five years old. Yeah, guys. that's crazy. And so they were they were, they wanted you know they yeah. were like this sixteen year old kid <laughs> coming to play with us and playing more than me. No, it's not gonna happen. So you, you had get, to push back. You get hit big time, badly on and off the court, but. You know, it was it was a great challenge for me, and I honestly liked it. Uh, sometimes you have to learn how to like it. Sometimes you like it because it's in your nature. Um, and so it, I thought it was, you know, just going to the NBA is no difference. So, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, thinking about 08, uh, what made my path even harder was the injury. Yeah. Because you get drafted by the Knicks, number six. You get booed like crazy. Yep. Uh, you that have to, to everyone. Happened to Porzingis <laughs> later. Yeah. You have to um, establish yourself in the league, and you are drafted by the Knicks, and you get injured right away. Mm-hmm. You only play twenty-eight games the first season. It's tough. Then you got to come back the second season, and now prove yourself. Um, and you know, I have very, I had a very good second season and, you know, I was able to turn those boos into applauses, but my path was even harder because of the early injury that I had and surgery that I had my first, my rookie season. Going back to what you were just talking about with D'Antoni, I mean, you said him being there helped you so much with that injury. Where do you think you would have gone in your career if he wasn't there? Uh, I, you know, Having been the kind of player that that I was, that I am, and having the confidence that I always had, I don't think that my path would have been different. It would have been better if I didn't get injured. Mm -hmm. Mike, of course, helped so much to make my transition easier. Uh, But honestly, like I said, with the with the confidence that I had, that I had, 
that I have in me, that I had in me, I think my path would have been, you know, similar. Uh, the only thing that I, when I think about my career, the only thing that I regret you, that it was kind of out of my control were injuries. And to get the first one, to get a, a big injury, the rookie season, when you come in and, you know, Derrick Rose and Russell Westbrook, they, they were already very good. But if I, what if I play the entire first season? I'm in the rookie of the year conversation. Uh, and in the NBA, if you have, there is a lot of stereotypes. And so if- That's if, an understatement. If, if you have a great first season, mentally for you and for everybody, it helps a lot, your process. But it wasn't, wasn't like that yeah. the first season. So this is a perfect segue talking about battling through injuries. You're doing it again right now. Uh, as we all know now, back in August, playing for Italy in the World Cup qualifier, you went down. Um, as we know now, it's a torn left ACL. Talk to us about where you're at with the, the rehab process. How's that going? Uh, and how are you feeling every day now? Uh, I feel better every day. The, the, the rehab is going very well. Um, faster than expected. Uh, really? Uh, but it's going, it's going very well. Uh, I'm happy. The trainers are very happy. And, and everything is going, like I said, as planned. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's a long process. We all know that. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, there are no secrets about it. So, you know how long it's going to take, what you need to do. Um, and so it's just, I know it's a long road ahead, but like I said, I've done it before. Uh, I've done it maybe in the best moment of my career when another, another bad timing in my career, right? You do an injury, you don't want to get injured your rookie season and you definitely don't want to get injured at the best time of your career, which was 2013, the best nugget, one of the best nuggets teams ever. Uh, that couldn't make it where we were supposed or we were projected to go. Uh, and I told myself right before playoffs. So uh, terrible timing, but like I said, I came back from that one, playing another 10 years doing what I did. Uh, and now again, but I know myself, I think that by now everybody knows what I'm capable of doing even after injuries. And so um, it's still a lot, a, lot of, a lot of fun to have ahead. You said faster than expected. Is that with comparison to the first time that you went through it, or like, um, how would you? Is is just compared to like when you have protocols and you think about you know the protocols uh, nowadays, uh, at least in the NBA, are nine to twelve months. Mm -hmm. That's that's what they what the protocols usually are. If you look at the other guys from I don't know Clay to Kawhi, like mm -hmm. recent or Ingles, like recent injuries like that. Uh, that's that's the protocol, and and so it's measured inside those months. Uh, faster, uh, it could mean a week faster, a month faster. Uh, I don't know, but is is that's what it's looking like. But that that doesn't give me a timing. Mm -hmm. You're looking at the front end of that spectrum as where you yeah. would hope to be back, which would yeah. be around nine months. Yeah. Yep. Okay. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible devices. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just being around this group, seeing what it's like at the Garden when the Celtics play, is that A, what you hoped it would be, the environment, when you decided this is going to be the place I want to come. We've all seen the picture of you wearing the Celtics jersey when you were 13 years old. And does it drive you a little more every day when you got to come here by yourself, which is such a drag that people don't realize all the work that goes in, does it drive you a little more knowing what's waiting for you at the end of it? We're sure. We're sure. Um, it's not that I didn't know about the Celtics fans. I knew, of course. Uh, I know what, what it's like to uh, play against the Celtics, and so I, I can imagine what it is to play for the Celtics in this environment. Um, definitely something that, especially when, when you come in and, and you look at the pictures on the wall and you look at the, the, the best ever uh, on the wall, every time I come in and I look at that, um, it's it's a little bit of motivation. There's just a little bit that I need uh, to to work uh, hard every day. When was the first time the word Boston Celtics made it into your home as a kid? Uh, my it, the Celtics and Larry Bird were my dad's favorite team and favorite player, and so since. Probably I started to understand Italian a little bit and learning the language a little bit. So I don't know. I was maybe six, seven, eight years old. I don't know. Uh, Wasn't your first word spoken? Celtic? <laughs> uh, maybe second or third one. Uh, but yeah, that was it was very early because, uh, you know, growing up with, with my dad playing basketball and my dad being a huge Celtics fan, it was, it was very early. Sean touched on it already, but you've made the decision to be around the team during your rehab. That doesn't always happen. I mean, a lot of guys who are going through what you're going yeah. through, they kind of go remote um, somewhere with their trainer or one of the team's trainers and just go through it day by day. You made that decision to be here, to travel with the team. It, we've talked about it. Your first trip was back down to Atlanta and your old stomping grounds. But why? What made you make that decision that you wanted to be around the team while you go through this whole process? Um, first of all, because I trust the staff. I think the staff is very good. And so I, I know I've been in situations and I know some players, they go with their own staff. Maybe they go back home and mm -hmm. they got their own team. Uh, but the staff is very good. And so I trust them. Um, I like to work them with them a lot. Uh, I trust the doctors, uh, the doctor that did the surgery on my knee. And so that's trust first. And then mentally, yeah, at least in my, my experience, being with the team helps a lot. You don't wanna you don't wanna stay away from the team, and then all of a sudden you gotta come back with the team and slowly get back into the practicing and into mm -hmm. the playing with the team. It's is a tougher process, but if you are with the team every time, I think it helps. Uh, it helps myself mentally, but also it helps the process of coming back. You talked about being a 16 year old kid playing against 35 year old men, and this path you have. Even in your earlier stops, you've always been someone that wanted to be around younger players, to help younger players. You've been around, you were with Shea, with the Clippers, and OKC, and Trey Young, and just young players. There's a great opportunity. Blake, it seems, has really adopted that role here of just passing on this wisdom, some of the stuff we're talking about now. And I imagine being around the team, even if you're not playing, you can help impart some of that. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's the mental part that, you know, this game is such a mental game when you play it, but also when you are in my situation there, you are recovering from an injury. And this comes into play when, when you are close to the team. You can you can talk about basketball all day, every day, and help. Uh, of course, this is a young team, but it's an experienced team. It's not a young team like I, I was in, you know, LA, OKC, Atlanta. Very young teams, but this is a young, experienced team. And so it's it's a little different, but you can you know exchange opinions and and talk about talk about basketball 
you know, all day, every day when, when you are in the game, practice. Uh, and that helps me and helps, you know, some younger players talking to me about basketball. Blake made an interesting point about Jalen and Jason. For everything they've accomplished, they haven't walked the path that you guys have walked where you've been in different places. You've seen how it's done in different cities. You get a different feel for the NBA that way and for better or worse. But that's wisdom for everything they've done. They only This has been their only home. They haven't experienced all the different things that come with playing in different places. Yeah, I mean, it's um, like, like you said, it's good and bad. Uh, it's the good and bad of the NBA business. Uh, the NBA business is crazy. We all know that. And so uh, when you play for so many years, uh, there are few Kobe's, few Dirk Nowitzki's, few players that play for the same, you know, franchise for 20 plus years. It happens. It doesn't happen. Uh, and so when, you know, you gotta you gotta take the good about every experience that you do, every city that you that you live, every city that you play for, uh, co- different coaches, different teammates. Uh, that's why I like you said the the, the bag that me and, and Blake uh, have, you know, changing uh, so many you know teams and different situation. Uh, I think I think is is great for 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 us, but also for like you said for the players that are here with the Celtics that have been just with the Celtics or their career. Why did you love Denver so much that you chose to make it your home? And it was uh, probably because um, I was there for seven years. So, so most of my, you know, NBA NBA years, I was there in one city for seven years, and so I made, you know, friends. Uh, I know a lot of people there, and so it made it uh, feel, you know, home uh, to me. Uh, maybe the same thing could have happened if I played in another city uh, for so many years. But Denver, even you know, even if it was for less years, Denver is a great city. Uh, so I, you know, I still have a lot of friends there. The people who do know of your dad know him as a basketball player, but he, he was doing something else out in Denver, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was doing this uh, crazy experience. When I, when I think about it, I don't know, you should ask him, I don't know why he decided to do it. <laughs> uh, you know, he had a, an amazing basketball career. He, he is, uh, he's been, uh, he was, he was, Actually, an example, not just for what, he, and I always tell this to everybody, not for just for what he did on a basketball court, but the transition from a basketball player to a, a businessman, which is something that, unfortunately, the majority of us struggle with, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and so he became an agent. He was he was doing an agent. He was an agent already while he was playing, and then he became an agent, and he's been an agent with the one maybe the second third or even the first some years biggest agency in Italy so um he's been great with that too and all of a sudden he decides to manage a restaurant in Denver how, how is that possible uh but it had to be an Italian restaurant right an Italian okay. restaurant but just making sure the the crazy thing is that food's not a big part of the culture <laughs> <or anything. laughs> yeah of course yeah, right. so it's like <laughs> I, I don't know it could have been something else I don't know but yeah of course Italian uh, but it was it was a, a two and a half years experience that that it was uh, it was fun it was a lot of hard work uh, probably too much hard work for uh, for my dad and that's why and then when COVID hit you know it, it was it was tough for everybody especially in the restaurant business and I thought that when I was looking at my dad I thought it was a little stress and I was like you know what why you have to do this <laughs> yeah. Go go back home and enjoy life, <laughs> and and so I helped him in the process of uh, finishing that business, and and now is uh, I'm happy because he's back enjoying life and doing you know watching basketball games, traveling all around Italy, uh, following helping young players. We've seen him here. You've seen times, him here, yeah. of course. Uh, he was here. You know, it was great to, be, to have him here, especially. At the beginning of the rehab, when you really need, you know, physical help to move around, drive you around, and um, so it was, it was great. I listened to an interview you did a couple of years ago before you became a father, and talking about your childhood, how much you wanted that experience. It was so important to you, and you've been around guys your whole life in this league who did not have an ideal childhood that you did, and you speak romantically about it. A couple of years later. How has that part of your life been able to fit with the rest of it? Because I know how critically important it was to you. Yeah, it was. It's been great. 
uh, when when you talk about dreams, the life that I'm living now, being a dad, it was one of my dreams, and and so uh, I can say that I have you know achieved this dream, uh, but and now is uh, is even you know is a dream that I'm living, and and I'm so happy because like you said, it's something that I was that I wanted to replicate and reproduce because I lived it. I was very lucky to live in uh, a f- that kind of family, but I want to do the same thing now. And a- as a dad and be and, and me being, you know, husband and, and, and dad, and uh, it's been a great experience. And at the right age, at the right age is something that I advise to everybody. At the right age though. You can Ready? speak to that, right? Ready? Well, it does. It changes everything. I one of the amazing things about Jason and Jalen is at their age what they've done, and I think other people don't appreciate the things that get thrust upon you. And that's why I wanted to start with you being twenty years old and having to come to a different country and play against the best players in the world to have thrown at you at a young age. But Jason, it's always amazing to me because we know who he is now in the world. We know who he is in the basketball world, who he's going to be, and yet. It's amazing he becomes a dad at 19, 20 years old. And so he never has that selfish time. Like the game ends and he can score 41 points on national TV. But the first thing he does, because that is that becomes your mindset, right? Yeah. It's like, where's my daughter? Where's my son? Because that, it centers you in a way that is difficult to describe. Yeah, it's difficult to describe. And so it's something that, it's something that you really need to experience to, to really understand it. Uh, and it helps, uh, especially, I always say that, you know, when, when, when you win a game and it's a great day, you go back home, it's even better. Uh, but when, when you lose a game, is amazing because before I lose a game and I think about the game until I play the next game and I win the next game uh, or, I have a, or I have the next great game. But now I lose a game, I, I'm home and my daughter is running towards me and smiling and wanted to play with me. I'm like, yeah, okay, let's, we lost one. Yeah. We'll think about the next one. I had a bad game. Okay, the next one is going to be better. You know, it's, it's uh, mentally is, is better. I can't, to answer your question, no, I don't think I'm ready. Well, I don't think I don't, is anyone ever ready? No, you're yeah. not. You don't get that choice. No one's ever like, oh, I'm perfectly ready. Today's the day. I'm <laughs> going to become a dad. It just thrust upon you. It's like a lot of things in life. It's like it's how you react and it's why. But I think I think the reason an age, like I was saying before, um, and I, my brother is nine years younger than me, and my parents were telling me the same thing. Um, you you you, I don't think it's good to do it too early. If you do it too early, it's 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 not good. The reason the reason age where, and you kind of feel I felt it mentally that I was I was ready to to approach something like this. Uh, but there was a time, you know, I was single since, you know, I was 18, mm-hmm. 19, I came in the league until 30. So for 11, 12 years, I was single. And so you, I, I think you have to have that experience before you get into the, you know, that family stuff. It's Which makes it even more remarkable to me of what we we're just talking about with the way that Jason has navigated the yeah. start of his career, Robert Williams navigating the start of his career. These guys are young fathers who are somehow, I mean, I know I wouldn't have been able to do it just with my professional life of at 19, 20, 21 years old, being able to navigate these two gigantic parts of your life. I think about myself at their age, I wasn't ready for sure. So what they're doing is honestly amazing. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What would you tell? I just talked about the 20 year old you and that game that always sticks in my mind, a preseason game of all things to think <laughs> of. What would you tell your 20 year old self now coming into the league that he didn't know? Um, I would tell myself to manage my body better. Um, because the body is what we use for our job. Without our body, you can have all the 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 talent in your hand and your head. Uh, but the body is you need it. You need it every day. You need it to be a, a great player and to sustain an NBA season, which is tough. Uh, and you know when I when it came in, you know I was I never said no. Work out twice a day. Do weightlifting that I, I've never done before, uh, which was one of the causes of my back injury. Uh, and you're, you're young, you come into the league, and whatever they tell you, you are you going to do it. Uh, and that was the biggest mistake. And so when I think about my younger self, that was just to help, you know, to manage my body better. There's no sleep doctors in 2008. There's no, I mean, as we're sitting here, we're sitting here at the Celtics practice facility, and now a lot of the teams have them, these state-of-the-art places. And you think, well, as you sat down there, you're like, 2008 doesn't seem like that long. But it, what it is, in terms of sports science and things like that, the diff- nutrition, what we're eating, getting on guys going to McDonald's and grabbing stuff and bringing it on the plane versus now. I remember, I remember guys... My first year, and I, I was telling this to all my friends in Italy because it's something. I had guys eating something right after uh, at the first step. Finish the first step, yeah. you go back to the locker room. Guys eating all kinds of stuff. I'm like, like, what is this? I'm like, how can, can, can you remember like what what these guys were eating? It can be pizza. It could be all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, probably not good for you. This is this is impossible. <laughs> So I was like, what is Welcome this? to America. So, but now like something like this, now we got better with that as, as, as the NBA, as players, we got way better. Um, and I can tell you so many other things, like the thing that you mentioned, like all the technology and the, the studying of the, the, the body and the managing the, the practicing or the nutrition, uh, blood exams, uh, all the medical exams that we do before and the studies they make to to prepare your MBA season. Uh, I don't remember any any of that when, when I when I came in. So when the Russian hockey players came into the NHL when they first let them come over, there were several players who just ate themselves out of the league because they had never been able to get whatever they wanted. And they come to the US and all of a sudden there's fast food restaurants and they just start and pretty soon within a few months they were just Completely out of shape. Whenever and my partner, I already talked about him, Cedric Maxwell. He would send the ball boy out. He would he would send the ball boy for hot dogs during the game. There's <laughs> shots of him hiding hot dogs in a towel, <laughs> sitting on the bench. Yeah, I remember. And not that I want to talk about this uh, fast food chain uh, in in the states, but I remember I was living in White Plains, yep. and right underneath the building there was Applebee's. There we go. Oh man, I still Same remember thing. the Applebee's Ultimate <laughs> Trios menu. Oh, there you go. And I was ordering that. I was going there with my dad because we didn't have that in Italy. And it was so easy, I, I mean, right? I'm like, yeah. Wow, well, what is this? So we were going like two or three times a week. We were going in. And at one point, I was like, maybe that is not a good idea. We got <laughs> we got to stop this. So uh, One of the ways you uh, take care of your body is training MMA. Yep. In Denver. In Denver. Yes. Yeah, so. By the way, that's the other thing people don't realize. When you're training in Denver, 
that's a real thing. When you go into Denver and all of a sudden you're there for a day and you try to go out for a run and you try to just like, that's a different, that's a different animal. So the Nene was a teammate yep. of mine in Denver and he was, he was doing MMA with, uh, with Luke, uh, Caudillo, which is the trainer that then I used, um, he used to be a USC, uh, fighter. And, um, and so he told me, listen, you should try and train with me. And I tried one summer and then for a lot of summers in a row, every time I go to Denver, I try to get some training, uh, with him. And I think it's a great training. Because uh, the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes I've done as as a young uh, player growing up, I only played basketball, mm. and and that's something that that's an advice that I would not give anybody. Because for your body to be strong and grow different part of you know your muscle, and learn how to use your body, you got to do different sports, not just one. And I only did one, and so for me to do, for example, MMA. You work on stuff on your body that you don't, you're not used to it. And all of a sudden, after one minute of training, you are dead. Yeah. I'm like, why? I've been training basketball all my life and I do a couple of minutes of MMA and I'm done. And so, you know, you learn there is a lot of other stuff that you can do for your body and MMA is great training. We used to play every now and then uh, on game days at, at TD Garden. They would allow us to go in there like 630 in the morning and play on the courts. And I used to think I was in pretty good shape. You know, I was working out. I was lifting every day, running on the treadmill, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. I would play one game of basketball because I, I wasn't doing it often. And the next day I couldn't even get up because it's just muscles that you're not using when you're doing those other things. So like you said, the more sports you play, the more different muscle groups you're using on a daily basis. Yeah, that makes me feel old. I couldn't even get up the next day. And I was, my, get up I was in my 20s at that time. And let's face it, you can barely get up now. Yeah, this is true. Um, we're, we're getting low on time here, Danilo, but I want to ask you about your experience here with, with these guys and what you're seeing of being able to watch them every game on the court. What is making this team so success, successful? And in particular, I mean, the offense. We haven't seen this type of offense with the Celtics ever. Well, <laughs> it's, it's what's funny about it is it makes me realize that the, the moving of the ball and, and the beautiful game is probably what made your dad fall in love with the Celtics 40 years ago. It's that way. Probably. Probably, yeah. I mean, what I see is that, you know, there is um, great chemistry. Um, everybody knows their role, which is something that is key in a winning team. And buying into that role, and too. Buying yeah. into that role is key. If you have somebody that doesn't buy into it, then all of a sudden things don't work. Um, the guys are very straightforward with each other. They talk about, you know, if you are not doing something, somebody's going to tell you. And having very good leaders in a team that tells tell you right away when you're not doing the right things and bring you back to the the team goal and what we need to do every single action, every single game. Those things together are, are things that are part of a winning culture and a winning team. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you have... Uh, great talents and that that of course is needed to win championships and is needed to win games uh, and is needed to have fun um, but then like I said players like JB and JT with amazing talent they are two-way players you see a lot of players in this league having great stats but not having that two-way mentality that okay we're going to win this game also because these two guys are are bringing it also on the defensive end. Um, and like I said, all these things together, of course, I don't want to talk too early because it's still early in the season, but is 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 what you need for as a base to uh, win championships. Again, imagine drives you just a little bit harder every day. Be a part of it. Uh, yeah, for sure. Where do you think you would fit in in this group, now that you've been able to see them for half the season, um, where do you think that you would fit in or will fit in? Who knows? Uh, well, I'm the way I always uh, seen, see me as a player. I'm a very versatile player. So I play in dif with, for different coaches, different systems, different roles. I started as a point guard, then start playing the three position all my most of my career and then I went to the four uh, and now I'm playing the four and sometimes the five so 
I played in different positions, so I think that I can fit in in many different ways. Uh, definitely the team doesn't have to fit me. I can fit in the team pretty easy, whatever whatever they need they need from me. So uh, I don't have anything, you know, in mind. Of course, I'm a, I could be the, the role at the beginning was to be, you know, a bench player like I've been the last few years studying in Atlanta. Um, and and so be be a player that can really help the bench is of course the, the my I think my biggest role. Uh, but anything that needs to be done on the court, uh, I'm, I I think I'm be, I'll be able to. Mark, he's already made the biggest impact in this organization. You made Brad quit knocking down all those threes <laughs> that game two years ago. That was it. I'm pretty sure he walked out that night and said, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I need a different job. Was that the best you ever felt shooting the ball? Well, ten, it was 10, 10 threes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, ten, have you ever had a moment where you felt I, I like the rim was bigger? We, we were winning by 30 at one point. Yeah, yeah. And, and I remember. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm. I mean, I, I'm sure coach is going to take me out because we are by 20, but I want to play because I want to break some records. <laughs> I, I, I broke some records with that game with the 10 threes. Yep. I think it was most yeah. from a bench player, the most in uh, the, the Hawks history. Mm-hmm. So, but I wanted to break some NBA you records. You wanted to embarrass us. That's what you mean. Uh, he, <laughs> he broke the coach. I'm yeah. telling you, he broke the coach. That's what he broke. But they, they were saying that it was somebody, it might have been Joe. Or somebody else yeah. scouting report, so they were debating who this, the scouting report was. But uh, <laughs> that's right. It's just that's one right. one of those you know games where everybody everything is going well for you for the team, um, and you see the basket it gets bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger, and it was just a good good game. You remember that feeling, the, the when the basket looked that big? I feel that way with the microphone. Sometimes <laughs> the microphone seems so huge when I'm calling a game. <laughs> you know, it just fits in. <laughs> Danilo, a couple of questions before we let you go. Um, your connectivity with the city, you've been here uh, for a handful of months now, living in Boston. How often do you get to the North End? Have you, have you ever been there before you moved here to Boston? So every time I was coming here to play the Celtics, I was going, I like to change restaurant every time, but most of the time I was just going to the North End, walk around and just pick a place. Mm-hmm. So I've been to most of the places in the North End. Uh, but also because I think the North End is not just for restaurant, but it's good to walk around. It's yeah. just a nice area to walk around. And it feels like you're in here. It, it feels like you're back, you know, closer. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely uh, I would say in the United States, is definitely the best little Italy mm-hmm. that yeah. there is in the States. Yeah. You know who loved it? Kobe. Well, obviously, Italy was a big part yeah. of his childhood, his life, whatever. But he, whenever he came to Boston, for that exact reason, it wasn't just the restaurants, it wasn't just the food. He would always go to the North End because he wanted that experience. Yeah, and and I walked, I walked around as soon as right before the surgery, and right when I started walking around, I walked around the whole city from, literally from Seaport, North End, South End, uh, you know, Back Bay, Beaconillo, all the common uh, area, everything, all walking. I lived in the North End for the first ten years that I lived in Boston. I, that just, every day I woke up, I felt like I was in a place that other people wanted to come to. Yeah. felt great. Uh, do you have a favorite restaurant that you've gone to? Yeah, uh, man. I think... Or in general? Um, uh, Strega is... is can't miss. Why don't you can't miss it? Uh, I, think, I, think, I think it's great, not just for the food, for the, the atmosphere. Um, uh, so that's definitely a must. Um... Uh, I think there are some good places even in uh, in Back Bay where I stay. Uh, Davios, mm-hmm. I think, is a very yep. good place. Um, but I can name so many good Italian places, but not just Italian. I like to try different foods yeah. too. So from Asian, Greek, uh, sushi, whatever, there are good places. Plus Applebee's. Yeah, Applebee's. Apple I mean, that's <laughs> that's the top of the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. It's not in my not in my plan anymore. That's good. I, gotta stay, I don't take think, care of my diet. I don't uh, think the training staff would be happy <laughs> if they saw some video clips on social oh, media of sure. you being at Applebee's. For sure. The Dex uh, the Dex exam is not going to be good. Where they measure the 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 mass and the fat. Last one for you. Any fun stories of running into fans on the streets or um, you know just meeting new people in Boston? Um. Definitely, what I what I like is that everybody uh, everybody knows the Celtics, and so when when you walk around, every even if I'm injured, everybody you know knows uh, knows uh, who I am, uh, and 
you know, wishes me every time to come back for this season because they want me back this season and be ready for playoffs and uh, and be able to help the team on the court, you know, winning a championship. So everybody, everybody when they stop me, they uh, talk about that. I, I, I have met a lot of Italian people, especially like young people that are here, especially in the research medical uh, um, business and sector, uh, which is which is great. Because, you know, having all these these young talents, not in basketball like me, but talents in other is geniuses and talents in other sectors, uh, I think is uh, is great for, for, for me to see it, for my country to, to see it and to see them succeed in something else, uh, especially in research, I think is great. Well, they want to see you back. We want to see you back. If it's this year, if it's next year, whenever it happens, man, we're going to be looking forward to seeing you in a Celtics uniform. Appreciate hopefully it. sooner rather than later. Good luck with the rest Thank of the you. rehab. Danilo Gallinari, yeah. the GOAT of Italian basketball. <laughs> stick to it. Don't be too humble. No, don't, uh, you think Bellinelli's listening in on this? Yeah. It doesn't matter I if he's listening you. in on this. I'm, I'm with you. I'm just saying. All right. It won't cause any trouble. Marco, if you got a problem, bring it to me. All right, man. Marco right. is my guy. Well, we appreciate the time. Good luck the rest of the season. And again, like I said, we can't wait to see you out on the court. Thank you. Appreciate it. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.